Welcome to the Exceptional Insights Podcast. I'm Sean Wargo, and I'm joined by my colleague, Peter Hansen. Hello. Together, we make up the market intelligence team here at Avixa. Where it's our job to identify trends in the economy and understand how they affect our industry, the professional audiovisual industry. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Wargo and Peter Hansen. We're here for another Exceptional Insights podcast, this time live from uh, ISE, where we're going to talk a little bit about the highlights of the show, what we've seen, what we've learned, what we've heard, uh, all the things that you consume at a great venue like this. Toss it over to Peter first, just to give us kind of, Peter, what are you seeing? What, what stood out to you over this past week? Uh, well, I think you got to say, especially on the show floor, the first thing that stands out to you is just how big and vibrant the show we are at is. I mean, record show floor size, record attendance. We've been hearing all week about how just thrilled people are. You know, it's music to a show owner, uh, kind of semi-operator's ears when you hear like, the booth was crazy. And then then they they add like, and not just, uh, you know, tire kickers, like, good buyers and like that's really exciting yeah uh, and for me you know i think this will probably be a little bit of a theme today uh is how that connects to the return of the experience economy this is case in point uh, for people being really fully comfortable getting back together uh in the business side of that as well the it's not just yeah people are here it's businesses are here we've now had a couple ISCs after the you know peak COVID, uh, and it's reinforced and reinforced and, and setting new records, right? Uh, and that's uh, something that we see in IOTA's numbers, right? Um, and, and, it, and it's beautiful to see it like with our own two eyes here. Uh, yeah. Well, what about you, Sean? What's standing out to you? What do you think about that? I agree 100%. I mean, it's uh, last year was a little more challenging show for me, uh, given my condition at that time. But just coming and actually being a part of the show, the energy is just great. The yeah. conversations have been amazing, like learning just about hearing that boots on the ground kind of perspective from integrator, from manufacturer, all that sort of stuff. We just learn so much from those conversations. And I agree with you. It's definitely reinforcing a lot of what we had been talking about over previous podcasts. Certainly 2023 was a challenging year. Perhaps that even adds more weight to the fact that people are so excited about the future. 24, they're here, even if there were challenges of the past, whether it's supply chain or hiring talent or pipeline, sales, whatever it is. So all that's been great. I think the thing that I came into the show really wanting to learn a lot about was AI. And um, I, so I spent a lot of my time on the show floor looking for it. Was it visible in booths? Are they talking about it? What are people saying? What I noticed is that it isn't, it's more of an undercurrent than an overt kind of presence here. Not a lot of actual mention on signage of AI, but when you have conversations, that's when you sort of hear it being talked about. Whether it's feature sets that they're not quite ready to say this is prime time, but here's some capabilities. Uh, whether it's also Uh, toolkits that integrators are using to help them with programming efforts or design. Uh, Those kinds of things are under the surface, as well kind of conversations about future possibility, like during our global partner program meetings, you know, featured speakers kind of saying what's possible with the tech. So that's been interesting. I, I expected, I think, having heard about what happened at CES, 
uh, in the U.S. that we'd see a bit more overtness. But it really is a pragmatic industry. They kind of hold it close. They talk about it a little bit, yeah. Well, it's also a contrast to CS, not just in pragmatism, but at CS, it's just so typical to see a technology. And it's like, well, this is a prototype. We're going to have a commercial one in like a year or two. Yeah. At some stupid price. Uh, versus here, where it's like, you should be able to buy stuff. Like, consumers expect to be able to buy anything they see in the booth. They expect to be like, get the spec sheet. So maybe AI isn't quite there yet because it's not like shipping in the sign exactly yet, but it's assisting. And it's, I would say as well, um, something we know in our industry is there's, and, and this is true of, of everywhere, is there's two kinds of AI. There's specific AI, AI-empowered microphone or AI monitoring system. And then there's general AI, where it's like generative AI. It's mm -hmm. thinking, it's not designed for a certain task. It's not like, oh, it's a, you wouldn't use the word smart as a uh, substitute for it. Maybe like AI microphone, smart microphone. Maybe two years ago, you would have said smartphone. Right, microphone right. today you'd say AI microphone um, it's like the true AI where it's like it can do a lot of things that's really difficult to handle that's uh, newer and so it's maybe more the subject of conversation where it's like when you're talking to them it's like this is the direction we're going we're implementing it you know if you buy it now with your software updates in two three years it's gonna be really cool uh, but it's maybe not to the level where at a in an industry and at a show where you expect to be able to say, I want that for you know, my venue in a month, well, maybe we're not quite ready to ship that anyways. What yeah, about- I think, I think you, wrote, you wrote about this too in the AI report for Meta, is this notion that, I think you just said it again, is algorithms that help with a task, like sound optimization, microphone optimization, those sorts of things we didn't know we necessarily had to call it AI in the past, but it is early examples of use of algorithm to essentially accomplish a task. And so I think you're right. I think there's some examples here that the signage may not necessarily reflect AI as kind of the branding for it, but at its core, essentially that's what we're talking about. Right. Also, I think use of generative AI as toolset is certainly something that doesn't have to show up in a booth because that's sort of that's sort of business uh, a business tool. It's like something your staff can use to augment, enhance, make their job more efficient. So, had some conversations with integrators who were talking about the use of that for programming, like teeing up some programming. We know it's being used for content, uh, for you know visual uh, images, video, yeah. that sort of stuff to feed digital signage to uh, to some degree. So yeah, I think it makes sense given our industry and kind of where we are. It's like, we didn't have to call it out as that as much. It was just sort of part of smart technology, optimization technology, yeah, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Other themes that you're hearing about or seeing uh, at the show? Yeah, I'll say <clears throat> one thing that has uh, surprised me is the, I think just the activity kind of the four-day activity here at the show. Well, okay, we're just starting day four, uh, but maybe it was not surprise is too strong a word, but you know, we knew coming in, registration numbers, individuals were high. We knew coming in, square meters numbers were high. 
sort of like, let's say, concern for me, more naively, more pure data guy, not you know, show operator type person, was does that just mean that every booth gets the same number of attendee as last year because they spread out over more uh, space? And the answer is, seems to be no. Like it's what, what happens when you have this grow of people and square meters is the people are just doing more. What's, what's, what's been a surprise to you? What's the biggest surprise at IRC for you? Well, I'd say a delightful uh, confirmation, it's probably a good, one good way to frame it, is we saw in our research that audio was a particularly hard hit category during the pandemic. Anything related to live events, you know, we saw 60, 70% declines in their revenue in 21, uh, 22 was better, 23 a little better. But what we're seeing meaningfully as you walk around a show floor now is technologies suited for live events which really highlights to me that finally that part of the industry really is back. They're, they're ready to exhibit. The attendees are coming back. That's, that's great to see. I think it goes along the lines of what you're talking about with for experience economy. Um, these, are, these are parts of our industry and parts of the economy that are benefiting from return to in-person. Venues and entertainment is up. People are traveling. They're going out. They're going to concerts. Right. So that part of the market is naturally uh, resuming as a result. It's connected to IOTA. Solutionary is number one in terms of growth. Live events. Yeah, it's that temporary install. Five-year growth through 2028. That's the leader. Um, and you know, just close behind. It's you know, we're not just talking about it as like a buzzword because we're excited because we're here. We're excited because we're here and we're seeing it, but it's also in all of the categories, uh, solution area and IOTA, you see that clear trend and, and let's say skew in growth yeah. towards experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other things would be, you know, I would say less conversation as we would sort of expect around conferencing collaboration, though still there. I think uh, the, the theme of the day would be more, say, concerns about deflation, commoditization, that sort of stuff. Counterpoint perhaps being a rise. I've been surprised, actually. That would be one place I'd put the word surprise is energy around managed services. Surprise only because we know it's something that's gonna be growing quickly, but to hear it confirmed by integrators who are saying, yes, I'm actually now kind of seeing this as part of my business, that's a surprise because it is still such a small percent of the total, right? So it's really good to hear that as perhaps we face commoditization risks, Customers are looking for, demanding more of managed services offerings to kind of keep them operational, make sure there's no downtime, plan for obsolescence, replacement, all that sort of stuff. Maybe linked to AI to some degree as a tool set that helps yeah, uh, reel that out. But that I think has been a, that's been a good confirmation um, and, and uh, a pleasant discovery in our conversation. What about tech? Like what has stood out to you? I don't know, the surprise tech, the impressive tech. Yeah. The one piece that just comes to mind when I say technology here at the show. Yeah, well, one, one of the cool, crazy things was certainly some really creative speaker designs. Uh, there's a company showing uh, some conceptual models, a brand called Pequod. Um, 
that that was kind of interesting to see along those lines of experiential that there's there's an artistic aspect to AV it's the part I love because it's where the true custom opportunity exists it's the notion of true experience is how they creatively use technology yes to augment enhance but the technology itself can also be part of the experience in a visible and artistic way very cool yeah. Otherwise, the big flashy, there's a ton of direct view LED, a lot of manufacturers, a lot of um, smaller vendor manufacturer suppliers here. And so you would expect that a little bit given the buzz and where we are in that transition of technology from flat panel LCD over to direct view LED. Whether all of those will be brands that you will see at an integrator or through distribution, not necessarily the important part is just the option, the choice in the market as we see. So digital signage has been an area we know that was a little softer in yeah. 2023, but good life here, yeah, kind of yeah. hearkening to possibility for the future. Yeah. And for me, my tech one is a digital signage example. Before I mention it, I also want to say it in terms of audio, wasn't thinking audio when I, when I said that, but, we, but you talking about these speaker waves, one thing that always surprises stands out to me is kind of like the beam forming stuff where you're like walking through the audio hall yeah, yeah. and you walk by and all of a sudden you're like kind of blown to the side a little bit by some like noise and then it's two steps and it's quiet, you know? And you can just see, man, those engineers are smart. Like that's really cool what they can create uh, in terms of uh, controlling sound and space. Uh, it's, that's really neat. Absolutely. For me, the big tech thing it's actually not on the show floor, and it's not even sponsored. It's at the main entrance to ISC. There is this beautiful, transparent LED signage, and it's like super bright. As you're walking in, it's like, wow, it's cool content. It's exciting. I'm like, hell yeah, we're here. DJ's pumping. Yeah, yeah. the audio's there. The second yeah. you get inside, you look, back, you forget that it's there because it's this transparent, and it's so transparent that it's like you just look right out through it. I, I was leaving, and I was like, Wait a second, wasn't there screens here? And I, and I doubled, I did a double, triple take, seeing that. It would, would like takes that to that next level because you can see transparent LED on the show, but it's like, that is just something that was bought. You know, we were like wondering, like, is that a sponsored product? There's no sponsor, it's not sponsored. They just threw down a bunch of cash because events are back spending on previous not just like people are here it's translating into spending for our industry mm -hmm. high-end products big and and it's there and it's super cool like that was eye-popping and, and i took a little video of it i saw that people taking videos of it and from both sides you know you like take it from the outside look at that beautiful screen you walk through the the doors and you take it from the inside and you're like just looking outside onto the streets of Barcelona. Yeah. It, that, that for me, that was my tech. It's a good, a great example of the technology you see on the show floor. Samsung, other brands have great transparent direct view LED right. concepts. LG so, had a really impressive one at Infocom. Yeah, those booths, they get a lot of traffic as a result. In fact, it's sort of bottlenecks on the show floor as people are trying to walk by slowly and take it all in. But it's a great example of the components on the show floor are the paints on the artist's palette that then end up outside enhancing yeah. Yeah. the whole experience. Yeah. Uh, they had a great uh, projection map experience down at Casa Batio uh, with the Gaudi house. Great artistic expression using painting with light to uh, amplify, um, highlight various parts of the facade. Just a, another great example of how the uh, space meets tech to create and content to create that kind of just cool, exceptional experience. Yeah. So it's really 
it isn't just what's here on the show floor. It's how it all comes together to create to create the exceptional experiences for sure. Yeah. Other than that, let's see. I'm trying to think of any any other technologies that jump out at you. I know. So I will say there has been a lot of energy. We've seen in our research a huge chunk of our market is content management hardware, right? So the backend systems. So you walk the show floor now and you're seeing even more and more evidence of that kind of playing out. Switchers, uh, routers, general purpose PC, AV server, media server, uh, media players for digital signage. That there's, there's definitely a lot more I'm noticing of that kind of right. component infrastructure uh, on the show floor as well. And to me, it's come through a little bit in conversation, uh, but just more IT players, my uh, IT integrators, yeah. IT buyers. Brands. Yeah. Brands. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's not It's not the most clear thing on the show floor, just, just if you're purely using your eyes, because the stuff that's going to catch them is not <laughs> the IT back The end. little white black box, yeah. And, and the, in fairness, like, they know that, so they're not overly displaying. It's not a lot of show floor. You don't need a lot of show floor for a spec sheet, you know? You just, uh, you, you don't need to draw the organic, I caught someone's eye, they don't know my brand, but I did something beautiful. Or I did something really impressive with sound. Uh, so it's, it, that's a very different like business model, sales model, especially at like you know the ultimate and eye catching and ear catching, like we have at you know ISE, Infocom, the big pro AV shows. Uh, so that's but that has been something that I've picked up uh, in those conversations on the show floor, uh, you know, with the people you bump into, other folks at Avixa, those you know networking events. Yeah, I agree with you, and especially as you look at the conference tracks, essentially, what are the themes of uh, the various sessions that exist here at the show floor? Some very IT-sounding ones, so clearly AI, we already covered a part of the conversation that leans more IT and its kind of skill and tool set, um, but also cybersecurity, big topic of conversation. I participated in the Control Room Summit. The first half of the day was all about cybersecurity. And essentially the wake up call that the industry is going through, like this is not something we can ignore or pretend that is covered by someone else. We as an industry, as vital parts of network, as potential, as potential intrusion points into a system, it's something we have to pay attention to, especially given that regulations are changing. We have NSI2 coming in October here in uh, Europe that is a lot more strict about breach and who's liable in breach. And so I think along the themes of IT, some of the normal IT topics that have been popular within that, that market, you're, you're hearing talked about even more here as well. Beyond just networking, which has been a long, long-term theme, AV over IP, uh, use of IP networks, a part of that is use, uh, ensuring security of data. So I've noticed that as a key theme in, in conference track as well, uh, as something we have to pay more attention to. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't we maybe conclude with a non-pro AV sure. thing? Like, we're at Barcelona. It's been a fun show. What is just pure highlight being here? City. City. Yeah. People. What's top for you? Yeah. I mean, I love Barcelona in general. I mean, the food is amazing. So some really good meals out. 
you and I had the, ch the pleasure of going to a dinner down in La Salamla, the you know the more tourist area, but yeah. some great meal. Every meal, pretty much without fail, has been has been just amazing. Right. Great wine, uh, low price for food, which is something coming from yeah. the states uh, we appreciate. Yeah. A little less time to get out and see the tourist sites, but highlight for me certainly uh, being able to do some of our events in the Gaudi properties. Just seeing again the just genius that 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 represents. Uh, the artistic aspect, right? You know, early immersive experience. That's exactly, exactly. Use of space in just amazing ways, and use of technology for that time in very creative ways, and now augmented, enhanced with the new technology. But a highlight for you, any any places? Yeah, my finger has to point right at the food. I uh, think. Yeah, you want to talk about like experience, creativity. You know, you and I were U.S. based, and we got great food in our area. But one of the critiques I would say is, if it's meat, it's chicken, beef, pork. If it's fish, it's salmon, maybe one or two white fish, cod, right? Tuna, exactly. Um, and then like the standard shellfish. But here it's like anything. And, it, and even if it is beef, it's like a different cut, right? And it's like, I didn't know. I know there's a million fish, right? Like I know enough about nature to know there's a, a million times of fish I've never heard of. We get on these menus and it's like, I need a translator for the English because I've never heard of like, like what is turboat like fish? And, right. and I try it and they, they oh, and they're doing great things with it. Oh yeah. Uh, the seasonings, everything. That's a highlight and um, produce too. Yeah, and yeah. You, you know me, like I, I, I don't miss the dessert menu and they're always doing fun things. It's not yeah. just like here's a overly you know sweet chocolate cake it's just um like last night it was a champagne lemon with like a little crumble on top thing and it's just like just the right amount of sweet just the right amount of sour just the right amount of like fizz and verve from the champagne and just like ah oh. there are some uh some chefs in this city doing some very wonderful things so 100 like, percent when i when i leave the show floor uh, that's where my mind goes, and that's always a highlight for me when in this in this new city where we are for yeah. for three years and hitting our stride. Uh, that's that's my highlight. So as you can hear, ISC a great food a source for food for stomach for for brain for inspiring us for for the future. It's been an awesome uh, week here at ISC. We certainly hope you've had a similar experience. Those of you that were able to join us here. Otherwise, that concludes our podcast for this time. Join us next time as we reflect a little bit more forward, perhaps, on 2024 and what we expect for the year. Thanks again. Safe travels. Be well.